What y'all doing, man? How y'all doing, man? Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. I am your host with the most, so have a toast. Lita Johnson on the Fire Leader Sports Podcast. Been a lot of good commentary. Shout out to Dan Leo. Shout out to Lord Brunson. They're a good combination. Um, you know, Jeff McClain, uh, John McMullen, Ed Kratz, Ruben Frank, Jody Mack. So many guys, so many people. Simone Stanley. Um, so many good. Michael Smith. So, so many good analysts. So many good things have been said. Down, down Oslowski. Down. Dan Oslowski. That's my guy. Now, let's get to this. Um. First off, Eagles got Jordan Davis, which is a game-changing pick. He's definitely a guy. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I had my top five guys. I felt like it was in the draft that was the top five guys. But it was so many other guys that could have been top five guys. And Jordan Davis is not only a guy that could be a top five guy in the draft. He could be he, – he was – he's the type of guy that's the contention for number one overall. I mean, look who, first it was Kayvon Thibodeau. Then it was Aiden Hutchinson. Okay. Then it was, uh, yeah, Sauce Gardner. And then Trevon Walker. Everybody everybody thinking Sauce, Sauce Walker. A lot of people was thinking Sauce Walker could be number one overall pick. Some people thought Evan Neal could be number one overall pick. It was a lot of in-betweens and, you know, switches and, Talking more about, you know, what he can do. You know, of course, he's going to be the Fletcher Cox replacement. It wasn't the only replacement in this draft. We got a lot to cover. But he's going to come out and be phenomenal. Off, I mean, 6'6", 340, and can move like he moves. His ceiling is even higher. I mean, he could be a Hall of Famer. We know that. But he could possibly be the, the best defensive tackle of all time, just off his ceiling, him being able to move like he does at 6'6", 3'4", he could be the most dominant, I put it like that, the most dominant defensive tackle of all time. Run stopping and as a uh, pass rusher. Who's going to be able to stop a guy that is just as big and tall as your biggest offensive lineman? Isn't too many guards and centers that big. You know, you got tackles his size. The Milton Williams and how he's progressed. I mean, people are not even talking about that because Davis is the next new best thing and next best thing. And But Milton Williams is good. He's another impressive tackle. So you got two young tackles back there with Hargrave and Cox. And not to mention the effect that Cox could – okay, the season he had last year, even though people still love to double-team him and triple-team him because of who Cox is, but Cox can easily have a big-time year next year. Ten sacks easily. He's still Fletcher Cox. You know, he's had seasons where he, you know, he had less than Cox seasons, and the next season he's, he becomes the Cox, y'all all know. But it's just sometimes, you know, it's just dumb type of seasons. Cox get a lot of attention. People really are always locked in on Cox. And, of course, that could put some wear and, and wear to you. And But he always comes back as Cox. I mean, you look at players like Peters and, you know, uh, Graham. These type of Eagles, they come and they play. When they're out there, they play. But Cox is the type of guy, he can have a season. We can get nine, ten sacks next year. Eight sacks, seven sacks. So that's the effect we're not even thinking about. We're not thinking about last year's Cox being in here. We know who Cox is. And Cox can definitely have a seven sack to ten sack season on quick. 
this could very well even be Cox last season. Or, but I don't think Cox is finished playing. Cox is going to get a contract with someone else. Eagles know how important Cox is. He, he, he gets other people open, his dominance. Now you got another guy that comes right after him. It's just going to wear and tear on offensive linemen to have to deal with a big guy like, like Davis in rotation. And it's going to open up stuff for Barnett because people are going to be, listen, Sweat's going to get better and better. Graham is back. So it's going to make Barnett be a type of guy once your, your, your offensive line is getting beat up on. Here comes Barnett. Now another guy, Taron Jackson. Watch out for Taron Jackson. This is a guy who was drafted last year. Last year had some good pass rushers come and get drafted in the names of Taron Jackson, Milton Williams, and Patrick Johnson. These guys can pass for us, so watch out for that aspect of it. Now, A.J. Brown, Jesus Christ. I mean, people could say they expected the Eagles to make some type of move. They've been trying to get a receiver since the Calvin Ridley rumor. You know, they've been in play for everybody that's even been talked about, from Odell Beckham, you mentioned Eagles' name. Jarvis Landry, Eagles come up. Every receiver that hit the market, Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. Now, which I thought was the best one to get even over Debo Samuels because that's Jalen Hurts' buddy. What better? Listen, I said, if they don't go get A.J. Brown, then they are not invested in Jalen Hurts for the future. I said this on Twitter. They are not invested in Jalen Hurts because this is what you're – this is what he wants. This is the quarterback you chose, right? So you want to make him happy. And then you know they're best friends – Bing, it's, it's just like a, a match made in heaven. And he's an elite receiver. So they go get him, which lets you know they are very invested for Jalen Hurts in the future. Now, he can mess up and not get it, but this clearly says, this clearly says that they are invested more than people think, more than even I thought. Y'all talking about, oh, they, they are and prepared with the two draft picks, but the thing y'all got to worry about is when Jalen Hurts I'm going to say when to talk up goodness, but let's just talk realness. If Jalen Hurts does this, them two first-round draft picks become even more better, valuable. Who knows who's on the market they could get? Who knows what uh, more deeper draft players they can get? It's going to make them a Super Bowl contender after next draft. I think next year is when they become Super Bowl contenders. Not this year. Next year, they become Super Bowl contenders. It is just it's just too set up for greatness right now. You got Brown and you got Smith with Quez Watkins. Oh my gosh! And then people are now think, thinking now Zach Pascal and Greg Ward Jr. become even more weapons because they're not looking to be the third and fourth guys, the fourth and fifth. So when you when you start putting them in there, you forget all about them and bow. You're worried about Brown and Smith all game. And then the defector of Quez Watkins eating you up. Now, you look at A.J. Brown and what he does to give you a star, stud receiver now, and you look at Dallas. People are saying, does it move them past Dallas? I think it's an equal team now. I mean, kind of. And let me show you why I say that. Dallas lost Amari Cooper. They lost Randy Gregory. How does that make them? And Philly, who did they lose? Who did Philadelphia lose? 
Jordan Howard, does that make them? No. They get A.J. Brown. You get a star receiver. They lost a star receiver. C.D. Lamb can ball, but he hasn't done with A.J. He hasn't done for as long as A.J. Brown has done. He just hasn't done that. He isn't on that status yet. But he, I think he'll get there. But he's just not there yet. I think he can get there, but he's just not there yet. But Gallup and Devontae Smith, come on. Now, Gallup is, he, 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 Gallup is good, but he's not Devontae Smith. He won't be Devontae Smith. How about that? Quez Watkins with his speed. I mean, we're looking at other receivers on Dallas, and Quez Watkins is just as talented as any other receiver you even want to put. Then you got guys that I want to talk about. Pascal and Ward Jr. can just catch the ball and make plays. They're not, they don't have a particular skill set that's explosive or nothing. They just make plays. They're athletic, and they make plays with the ball in their hands. Roy Jr. isn't like a 15-yard per catch guy, but he makes catches, makes touchdown catches. But it's a breakthrough in Greg Ward Jr. because he did catch 13 yards per catch this year, the highest he's, you know, over 13 yards per catch. But he had seven receptions for 98 yards. But you got to see this. He had seven receptions, but three of those receptions were touchdowns. He's just getting better every year. Like, and, and, and Hurts – Chemistry there again with Hurts and him. Pascal's a chemistry with Sariani. It's chemistry all over this receiving core. They're going to catch the ball. They're going to make that. That is a dangerous five just right there. Just right there. Oh, you got guys like how good will John Hightower be? That's real. I mean, that's interesting. What if he comes in camp and just balls out? He'll be on the practice squad. I don't know if Ward Jr., but it's a, it's a possibility he could beat out a Ward Jr., if Hightower comes in camp and shows that speed, because he everybody forgetting, we talking about speed on this team. Hightower was a high, listen, he was highly talented drafted when he was drafted. I mean, him and he got Rager and Chris Watkins, and it was so much speed being drafted. Hightower was one of those guys. He could easily, just like Chris Watkins did when Sariani got here, blossom. Watch out for him. He has size and speed. Just watch out for him. Not to be a you know star and but to be a guy that makes that rotation and getting catches. So now, let's go to Cam Jurgens real quick. Now, see, <laughs> I'm not surprised people was like, "Oh my God, Lord Brunson, I saw him too early to get a center." I'm like, so, hmm. If it's not the right guy, don't draft him. They want a replacement for Kelsey, obviously. If they, if you can get a replacement for any of your veteran linemen, especially a guy like Kelsey in the hole, it would leave him to be gone. If he's there, yes, get him in the second round. I applaud it because he must be that type of guy. Jalen Hurts was in the second round. Important guys are in the second round. You get this guy plays like a bull, and I I remember Nebraska because listen, Big Ten football. Um. Big Ten football, that's me, Penn State, boom, boom, boom. And this guy, I mean, you don't recognize guys until they start talking about him, really. <laughs> he was a guy profiled, mauling people. I don't, I don't know. 
I'm not going to say if I know he was the fastest center, but I don't recall Eagles drafting a center that can move like this guy. He can move down the field. He can move. Like, he, he, he's a pro bowler. And what he was doing to guys in the Big Ten. Oh, my God. What he was doing to guys in the Big Ten. He's going to be good. You're talking about Landon Dickinson, Cam Jurgens, Jordan Mulata, and then we, you just got to understand where this is going. Dane Johnson still got years left in him, so don't, don't, four or five years at least before, but, but then, then linemen last a long time. So how long is not really a replacement, but on the other side, what do you do? Like Isaac, yo, so Amala is, you know, look, Isaac is a guy that should start. I mean, he's, he's been there championship years, but there's some good guys at guard. Nate Herbig is another one. And I'm going to say this, Andre Dillard should be a guy they should try out there. I don't, we'll see what it is. I mean, I know they've, they've done it before. They should really see about putting him there because if he's gotten better, which he has, he's looking good. He looks like a guy that people see, wow, could start for anybody. He really could start for people because they keep floating his name out there. You don't float the person's name out there unless he has some type of, you know, if he don't have some type of, you know, worth and yes he does i mean the guy and it's crazy because if it wasn't for malala being there dylan would easily be a starter right now malala was just that good malala wasn't overwhelming wasn't the overwhelming lead over dylan he just won the starting job and he got a new contract dylan is a guy they're just like trying to really figure out what to do Like, you know, they're trying to get that value if he's not starting. He's a first-round pick. I, I do think they should try him at guard, man. It's Jack Driscoll. They, they just have a real LaRaven Clark. It's a deep offensive line. And then, you know, you bring other guys in. You got Brett Toth backing up, which is really going to go back. I mean, these guys are solid guys on this line. This is not no line. You just got names and I just named guys who are solid people, solid players. Guys you can put a nigga start. And that's because of Jeff Stoutland's development. A lot of credit to that. You know, but now Jurgens comes in there, he slides in that center. He's going to be their backup center. There's no question. So Toff going to step back. Somebody, people going to have to get released or just be on the practice squad, whatever. But that's Cam Jurgens slide. They got five guys. that They got guys that can come in and, and, and back up and start. You got T- Dillard and Driscoll backing up at tackles. You got Herbig. You got the Raven Clark. I mean, you got backups. Now you got depth. Um, the next guy. He was not your regular guy. It's Nicobe Dean. You're not saying this guy's name like you say any other third-round pick. It's Nicobe Dean. He was a top-ten pick. It was kind of like in the position that Dallas was in when they got Jalen Smith. But his injury, and he got the injury with him, but his injury's not, you know, it's not, gonna, it's not that bad at all. He's ready to go in camp now. It's not like when, you know, Jalen Smith had to really sit. Kobe Dean's ready. And this guy is something special. 
Like, you got, listen, basically they got three first-round picks because in the other draft, Cam Jurgens would be um, a first-round pick. Let's get that out of the way. Top 25 pick. A guy with his talent is first-round pick. First-round pick, man. No no question. Um, The Kobe Dean and Jordan Davis, both top 10 talents. So, Davis a top five talent. The Kobe Dean can another guy. If we're talking about, listen, in this draft, when you're talking about Javon Walker and Aiden Hudson and all these guys, Nicole Dean is just as special as any of them guys. This 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 draft was a straight bum rush of five, top five. Like, so many guys could fit in the top five. I mean, I mean or I say it's a nice handful, good two handfuls, you know, that could fit in that top five. Which made the top 20 so special for, for the Eagles because it was so many guys with that type of talent. Before, you know, Kobe Dean was one of the guys, on the, one of the first players in the mock draft for the Eagles. And he ended up getting them. It's just crazy. And, and you look at their linebacker court now, Davion Taylor. Okay, let's just start. Nobody's talking about the depth now. The defensive line's getting stupid. The defensive line still don't look on paper. Look at the linebacking core. Davion Taylor is a hell of a talent at linebacker. Sean Bradley is a Pro Bowl special teamer. Always is a solid, been a solid linebacker since, and a, and a leader type of guy since Temple. Okay. Um, Patrick Johnson is a pass rushing special. We still have yet to see if he's going to have some, you no know, talent untapped. Just being a pass rusher, if he can just untap that, that's dangerous for Philly. They have another guy you can put in there, certain schemes. Patrick Johnson has that edge rush ability. TJ Edwards is still there. Kazar White, Kazar White is still there. Hassan Reddick is there. That is a crazy, crazy linebacking core. Then you bring in Kyron Johnson. So the next guy I want to talk about because the Eagles had two picks left. Ended up making some trades. They traded. You know, they got Kyron Johnson and they traded to get Grant Caltero. Let me tell you about these two picks. Kyron Johnson, it's really like, how can you judge him? We know for sure the speed he has at 4-3 speed. That he's going to be a great special teamer. He loves to hit. He doesn't be physical. Great special. He's going to be that's set up for him to be a great special teams player. And that's one thing. This draft and un, undraft this class, undrafted free agents and draft class. You're talking about special teamers, especially with the undrafted draft class. If they're not going to be on the field being starters, they're going to be good tacklers, physical players. It's going to make their special teams even better. But Tyron Johnson can easily be put in a scheme to succeed and be a pass rusher with the four three speed. Put him in it as the pass rusher. When you want to bring pass rushers, you want to sit there and say, hey, give me Kyron Johnson, Nicole B. Dean, and Hassan Riddick on one play with Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, or Jordan Davis, Javon Hargrave, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, all on just one play. Just for this play right here. Look at that one play. And all those dogs just rush. You can even do Patrick Johnson. <laughs> just to have him rush. The linebackers that, that come together for the Eagles right now is 
just it, it's just a good situation, a good position. Like I said, Kyron Johnson, Patrick, you can set any of them up and say you want to just blitz three linebackers. You can do that. Davion Taylor, you now have the, the, the combination of linebackers to to assemble a major blitz. <laughs> These guys are all happy. Now we're talking about, if you want to talk about edge rushers, guys like Hassan Riddick, you got Derek Barnett, you got Josh Sweat, Taron Jackson, Kyron Johnson, Davion Taylor, Patrick Johnson. Did you see how many rushers, pass rushers I just named? And we talking about we ain't talking about the inside with the Hargrave and the, and the and the Davis and the Williams and the Cox. More guys that are inside outside pass rushers. Nicobe Dean's another pass rusher. I didn't even name him. Like they have brushes now. Now that now they become dangerous. Now it's like the cornerback field. The cornerback. And we'll get to that in a minute. But Kyron Johnson is definitely a relentless guy and pass rusher. Now let's talk about uh, Grant Katerra. Probably the most underrated. I'm looking at all the picks. It's like, man, he might be the most underrated. I mean, he has an accomplished college football career from the start time he stepped on here. He's been passed to by two guys who are Heisman Trophy, got Baker Mayfield, and Hurts was a Heisman Trophy candidate. Two guys at Oklahoma that passed to him. Two big-time quarterbacks. He's... He's a matchup problem, 6'4", very athletic. I mean, he can catch contested, like, real difficult catches. He's he's hard to one-on-one matchups. He wins those, and he's athletic. Like, he's real. Watch out for him. I know Tyree Jackson, no J.J. Arcega, wide side moving, who's unproven. So, it's a real big open spot and a battle spot. They're trying to, as you can see, the Eagles are really trying to secure every spot and create a very, very, very competitive battle at every spot, whether it's third tight end, whether it's third string quarterback, and have a competitive deep team. They need to have competition, and they have a lot of competition. Their linebacking core is big. Now we talk about, like, Grant Katerra was one guy that I'm just watching out for. Him. Now let's talk about the, the free agent class. Ho, ho, ho. Whoo. Let's just start with Carson Strong. Now, that is crazy. And E.J. Perry, we had to throw him in there. E.J. Perry's a talented dual-threat quarterback. I'm not saying he's going to take Jalen Hurts' job. No, but he's a guy that can become a good – that can win games. He can. He's mobile. He can He can make plays with his arm. He looked good in the Shrine Bowl. 13 for 18 for three touchdowns. He looked good in the Shrine Bowl, man. The man can – he's tough. He reminds me of Mark Brunel, that type of toughness. Carson Strong, Peyton Manning. No, I'm not saying he'll be Peyton Manning, but we're talking about comparing, right? The man is – Peyton Manning is not running. And the man – Peyton Manning has an arm. Carson Strong has an arm. Look how he plays. Now, just because he was productive, he has a Peyton – just because somebody compares somebody to somebody, won't mean they become it. They, they skills compared to him. Whether it's physicality, whether it's size, and Carson Strong, not saying the man can't – listen – some have said he was the best quarterback in his class. You know, it's a weak quarterback class. This man threw for 70% of his passes, 41 touchdowns, over 4,000 yards. 
we're talking about, and I'm just going to put it out there. It's, it's always iffy on picks, but if there's anybody that can, that can become a guy that could become a star in this league, he's one of those guys. Malik Willis is one of those guys. Kenny Pickett is one of those guys. Matt Curl has it. They're not at that point to the point where they'll be top five guys, but because of, you know, in drafts, because of, you know, the talent level. Just has to be more said. If, if Carson Strong played for Alabama or LSU or Notre Dame, we'd be talking about a top five quarterback right now, but he didn't. He played for Nevada. So that's why he's not looked at like that. A lot of them quarterback guys didn't play for big schools. Pick and pay for Pittsburgh, they didn't do good enough for him to be put in that mold. Like, if Carson Strong and Malik Willis play for Alabama, Miami Hurricanes, Penn State, Ohio State, even Purdue, Wisconsin, they'd be top five quarterbacks. They wouldn't have went past, he wouldn't have been undrafted, and Malik Willis wouldn't have fell as far as he did. The Pickett didn't play for the same schools. If Pittsburgh would just would have won more and been more, I mean, Pickett would have been, he wouldn't have won. I mean, he got drafted in a, in a good place, and, you know, you see, yeah. but Pickett would have probably been number one overall. But Carson Strong was an unbelievable, just to make a long story short, sorry, to, but Carson Strong was an unbelievable pick to get. I think he'll become the third string and end up being a second string quarterback. I don't think they'll go any further than that. It's good to get a guy like that to sit back and learn that quarterback room. He has a gun, us absolute cannon for arm, and he's accurate. He throws great passes to end that like that. Now, Josh Job and Mario Goodrich, I had to say both of them. Mario Goodrich was a star cornerback at Clemson. Josh Job was a star cornerback at Alabama. Wow. Two national championship pedigrees. Now, are they good? Yes, they are. Wow. Got good. I mean, they spent a lot of money on undrafted free agents in Philadelphia. More than they ever spent. And rightfully so, because these boys can both ball. And I really like Josh Joe. Physical. Uh, gets in you. Stays on you like glue. Mario uh, Goodrich, unbelievable energy all over the field. Hits you hard. Physical corner. Stays on. I mean, it's, it's around plays, like around the ball. Just, and, and it's a wild fact. Because these guys really could have been drafted. I mean, if you look at their talent, they're definitely fourth or fifth round draft picks. No no more than fifth round. Like, they're, they're guys that can come in and down the road be starters. They have that talent automatically, just looking at them. That's the competition they had to play with year in and year out and how they produced these guys are unbelievable. Now, Josh Blackwell, I'm going to have to speed up to him because Josh Blackwell is, ran a 4-3, played for Duke. I really like Josh Blackwell. He didn't have no interceptions his whole career, but he had 20 pass breakups, more than a lot of cornerbacks in, in, in college football even get to. And he he's physical. He gets, I mean, he gets around you like he just so physical and gets at you. He continues and continues and continues and stays on it. Like, he just, I mean, as soon as the ball goes in there and it's going towards you, it's like as soon as the ball gets to the receiver, a couple inches from the receiver's hands, he's right there and he's all over your body. Like, 
cat like like a bunch of roaches, like like a bunch of spiders just crawling over a person. Like he really gets at the opposing receiver. And that's going to make him an unbelievable special teams player. I could see him making this team over a lot of people and just making this team because of his athletic ability to play special teams. Whether it's returning the ball or whether it's tackling, because he's going to be a good special teams player. That's one guy. Him and Kyron Johnson on this team running four threes. I think they both can be special teams players. Now, Aces, Stars. Now, um, if we had to think about one particular guy next that I say is unbelievable, it's Kenny Brooks. And the reason why I say that is because Jordan Howard is gone. And I want to get to this quickly. Kenny Brooks could easily make this roster. Look how he runs. He runs just like Jordan Howard. He reminds me of Jordan Howard, his running style. Oklahoma star running back, 3,000-yard seasons. He can get in here and be that same type of guy that Jordan Howard was. And they paid him a nice piece of change. Gave him some guaranteed money. Don't be surprised if there's four running backs. He, you just got one job, seven yards per carry with the average. You got one job, run that ball just like you're doing. Could make Boston Scott. Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders even better. And it's a impressive uh, outcome because he's a, he's a guy that's just a simple runner, straightforward, quick feet, sees that hole and goes through it, uses his strength, uses his shoulders. Good runner. Now, Josh Seals, um, William Duncan, William Dunkel, Two guys, y'all want to overlook that, right? You can never overlook these linemen because of what Stallard has done with them. And Seals is an impressive lineman, offensive lineman, and so was Dunkel. Like, these guys could become, we don't know what they're going to become. Obviously, to me, I think that's the one position. You know they're going to be in a practice squad. It's too crowded in the offensive line. It's too crowded. Somebody has to go down. I don't think none of them guys go down. I don't think Herbig. Just sound to a one-year deal. I don't think uh, Dillard. I don't think Driscoll goes down. I don't think to- now Toff. What's it? But Jergens is right there. There is a possibility for a guy to get there at the guard. That's why they got those guys, Seals and Dunkel. Let's see if somebody wins that position. That one is one guard position. He said, fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah. Still got the reservation. <laughs> now, I just want to go more to the safety thing. Um, we can go into cornerback. This whole secondary conversation is big, man. It's huge. Uh, Desire Scott. Mac McCain. I mean, Scott's we can talk about. We can get really into it. Uh, also on, on the unfree, on, undrafted free agents, Reed Blankenship, um, another guy, safety. Really successful. Um, playmaker. Britton Colvin. 
a return specialist. I mean, he's really good at returning kicks. I think he should, he could make, if he does good at returning kicks in spring training, or he can definitely end up making it because of special teams. If he's that good, I think Philadelphia is looking for a special. They uh, brought Marcus Jones in for a visit. I think they're really looking for to improve. That's the one underrated thing nobody's even talking about. You see the speedy guys that can tackle the aggressive that can make the special teams a good cover unit. Then you're talking about them trying to get a return as somebody who can make up yardage and possibly, you know, get them good field position and possibly return it for a touchdown. And if you look at it, Josh, um, excuse me, um, Josh Blackwell, Britton Covey, um, guys that can do that. Those are two guys I'm looking at, Josh Blackwell and Britton Covey. You still got guys in there like maybe if Rager stays with the team, he doesn't. You know, Zach Pascal, maybe he gets a shot at kickoff return. What if Quez with his speed now, if you got guys on the side and other guys that can help, you can let Quez. Quez could definitely, with, with his speed, why not let him return kicks? I think Quez, Josh Blackwell, and Britton Covey are Big guys, uh, um, Gainwell also, Kendrick Gainwell, Boston Scott. These are all – Philadelphia should find a way with these speedy guys to find some guys that can return kicks. Maybe Hightower gets in there and, and, and hit with his speed. They want him to return kicks. This was just a real good – Um class of, of, of people to have and to talk more about Philly let's go back into the secondary Mac McCain um, Tay Gowan, the two guys then you got K, um, you got Vincent Jr. That's a guy, another guy. He's a ball hog. Guys, that, these are talented young guys that were star studded for big programs and then, or stars for their programs that really show potential. I really like McCain the third. Uh, but, but Tay Gowan's my guy. If, if I'm looking at a guy, I mean, Zach McPherson is another real good corner. But Tay Gowan, if he puts it together with his size and athleticism, he could be, he is, he is going to be the best. If he puts it together with what he has. I'm just looking at who's going to win this job. I know y'all looking at veterans that could possibly be there. But Philly, look at who they drafted. If they really thought cornerback was that big, the second round, they would have took a cornerback. Tyreek Woolen was definitely there. They really thought, as aggressive as they were, don't you think they would have traded up to get that 6'4 cornerback, which I thought they could, they should have got. But now it's time for us to start realizing they're confident with what they got. And then they went out and got Josh Joe, Mario Goodrich, a Josh Blackwell, three other cornerbacks. They, they feel comfortable developing and getting these cornerbacks. They feel comfortable with the guys they got. They, they would have drafted a cornerback instead of trading for A.J. Brown. They, I mean, they would have drafted a cornerback, traded down and got Andre Andrew Booth or something. Trent McDuffie. They was all there for them to get. They wanted them. Philly didn't go get none of those guys. So they're confident with McPherson. 
That's the first thing you need to realize. And they're confident with the depth they got, the guys they want to try out of them. Kari Vincent Jr. has a world of talent. He's played against top competition. Tay Gowan has a world of talent, a super athlete. M- Mac McCain the thirds, a world of talent, the guy that can good ball skills. And then you go get Josh Joe, Mario, uh, and Mario Goodrich. That's going to be a battle. And, you know, Andre Chahara at safety, he, he was also a cornerback, and he could be a safety. This guy also has talent. And then you look at Marcus Epps, who I like. I think he should start. If they don't get, you know, even if you get a Tyron Matthew, Marcus Epps should start next to him. Bring Harris off the bench. I think Epps has that. I think that is a great guy. He is a physical corner with good ball skills. And can only get better if you let him get more time. Only get better. So now we can think, and let's let's generally think about Kevon Wallace, another guy. They just have to play. These guys, what they're doing is developing guys, letting guys groom. And they'll get the vets, but they still want to groom young players. They still want to. They still want to do that, and they have the right amount of you. People are not looking at that. They have the right amount of young players around that can develop into something. And out of all these guys, three to four at the most, I say, will be productive, good NFL players, and three of them will be starters. Who do I think? Let's. It could be anybody, but who do I think? Tay Gowan is one. Um, if I had to do all of them, even, even drafted, Zach McPherson's another one. Those, those two guys, whoa. Then you got um, Josh Job. Okay. Mac McCain and, and, and Andre Chahara are three guys. I'm saying that name right. Man, listen, these guys, look at that guy's tape. Look at what he does. Look at McCain. Look what he does. Like, those two guys are something. Then you look at K. I know, I know, I know. Kerry Vincent is a good player, but and so is Mario Goodrich. But those guys look just more impressive to me. Tay Gowan, Zach McPherson, Andre Chahir, and Mac McCain. Those the third, those three guys look so impressive. So impressive. And the next guy I would have to say is it's a fifth guy among guys if you add the drafted guys because I was just saying undrafted free agents and guys that was claimed off waivers and got off trade no but Josh Job was very impressive and I know people oh Mario what about Mario Good. I can choose him but I would choose Mario Goodrich I would that, that it's real hard not to not to put him in there and, and it's real hard not to put Kerry Vincent Jr. in there too there's seven guys I know you're Josh Black, is that everybody, Derek? That's why I'm saying that. Because I started to really evaluate what guys and Kerry, and out of all those guys, even even Mario Goodrich, Kerry Vincent Jr. is over Mario Goodrich. That's the guy. I know everybody, Mario Goodrich, he's just in the. Kerry Vincent Jr. is just as good as he is, even better. His ball skills are better. If I had to choose five people, that would be it. He would be my fifth guy.
And it's crazy because I have to kind of scramble that because Kevon Wallace, I feel like that's why I say Kevon Wallace and Zach McPherson now. We got to talk about the guys that was undrafted. And then you only then would you see a, a five-man with Mario Goodrich and um, Kerry Vincent Jr. It's really that competitive, y'all. But to be, if I had to choose everybody, to be honest, it would be Kevon Wallace, if even the guys drafted, Kevon Wallace. Start over, Kevon Wallace. Set me fishing, take Galwin. And if I had to choose somebody, Mac McCain the third is just so impressive. That's my four. That's my four. We'll have to see how things go. People like Josh Job and Mario Goodrich. People are all on that. Oh my God. What about Mario Goodrich and Josh Job? And Mac McCain the third. Go look at this guy. It's going to be something to see if I'm right or not. But maybe it's also something like this. Sometimes some guys ain't good for people's schemes, and Josh Joe and them can make it. We don't know that yet. But in my opinion, looking at the talent of Mac McCain the third, oh my gosh. I, I just think that's the four. That's the four, man. That That's the four. I'm talking about now. If I had to take guys out, if I had to take uh, Kevon Wallace and Zach McPherson out, then how much, who would I put in there? Who would I honestly put in there? I would put Kerry Vincent Jr. And I'm sorry, this is what it is. And Josh Job, those are my two guys. Those are my two guys. If we're talking about uh, safeties, what what happens and. If, if the season starts today, the safeties will be Mark Epps, Anthony Harris, um, Zach McPherson, and Darius Slay. Who do I think will win after training camp? Tay Gowan, Marcus Epps, Anthony Harris, Darius Slay. That's how I think. I think Tay Gowan will win that. If we, it's going to be interesting to see if Philadelphia goes after if Tyron Matthew goes to Philly, which would be a game. If Tyron Matthew goes to Philly, that's a game changer. That gives Philadelphia Eagles, no question, that gives Philadelphia Eagles the, the division. And it makes them really a Super Bowl contender. In in a way, not like not, not like not like Super Bowl contender. Let me stop that. Not contender, but it makes them tough guys for guys that are competing for it. It makes them tough outs or tough opponents for guys competing for the Super Bowl. That means those Super Bowl contenders got to go through the Eagles to prove they're Super Bowl contenders. You know those tough teams that you know they're not Super Bowl contenders, but they can they can get you. So you got to take care of business and take care of these teams. I saw Philly and went in a Super Bowl era. I was trying to, in 2017, the Super Bowl, I was like, who can, like, they got to beat certain teams. They was beating some key teams and the one team they beat, and I said, you know what, it's over with. It's it, it's done. It's Denver. When they beat Denver that year and, and they blew them out, I said, Denver's too good of a defensive team to blow out like that. That means Philadelphia's going to win the Super Bowl. Teams like that that you know can give people trouble that are trying to be Super Bowl contenders. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. This team, I think they'll win the division. Honestly, I do. Because, yes, Dallas got them last year. They were supposed to beat Philly last year. Are y'all serious? Stephen A. Smith, oh, I don't want to say nothing because, you know, they pulverized them. Well, they were a young team. But now, you know, that team made the playoffs. And now the evolution's carrying over. 
And this Dallas team has been sitting on these little same schemes to get better for years. And this team is ascending. They have a quarterback that has to has a chip on his shoulder. That Prescott had chips on his shoulder for a couple years. Okay, coming in here, getting that contract, seeing what he's done. The, 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 you see his numbers, right? But where has he gone? He's been here being productive. Hasn't gone nowhere yet. So the buck is now after last year, the buck is stopping right there. There's no way you could tell me that this third-year quarterback that's ascending and Dak Prescott, where he is, it looks like that Dak Prescott is right now you could say he's better because of where they're at. But who's ascending? Who who's got the momentum? It's Jalen. Jalen's that Jalen's a young guy getting better and better. You want to see him do throw with accuracy. You want to see him throw with accuracy. That, that, that's what you want to do. You want to see him do that. But he's done so much exciting things that we forget about that it has you amped up to, to wishing he gets to that point, to watching him get to that point. And then not to mention everything he did last year, you know, it's things he did last year that were exciting. Good to see in a young quarterback. Now you're coming back this year with new weapons. Weapons that are have gotten used to you for one year. When, you know, Dallas is supposed to be elite. Dallas particularly is supposed to be a Super Bowl contender last year. And then they lost some of the guys to that puzzle. I'm hearing Keyshawn talking about the nucleus. What nucleus? Amari's gone. Now you got CD. He's the new guy. Amari was the one guy. You know, it's not, it's not the nucleus. Amari came in here. Randy Gregory was part of that nucleus. They, they all they both left. Philadelphia at this time is building their nucleus. They're all coming together. So, looking at them getting A.J. Brown and bringing the same weapons back, Dallas is not going to be able to do that to Philly. They're not going to be able to do that to Philly. It's not going to happen. Dallas was supposed to do that last year. Philly didn't even have an identity last year, and they still made the playoffs. That was all pure talent and coaching. I mean, Hurts was inaccurate. There's no way they should have won the games they won last year. Talk about all the guys they played. They still shouldn't have won. <laughs> what are we talking about right now? Jalen Hurts was a new quarterback to the to the whole. You're talking about who they played. He was still new. He was relatively new and he had no accuracy. They still beat these guys. She wants to test it out, but no, no. Makes no sense. They're a football team. Anybody with no accuracy <laughs> with guys that they're <laughs> – have no chemistry they're supposed to lose to people that have been there already Washington has more chemistry than Philadelphia when you have a quarterback that's throwing inaccurate when you have a quarterback that throw just as accurate you know what I mean there's no way that Washington you look at New York you look at Washington do we want to talk about those games? But New York Giants have more chemistry than Philadelphia had. And we can't talk about the Commanders because we can give that one up. But New York had more chemistry. Dallas had way more chemistry. Teams that they played didn't have a second-year quarterback in there. Playing with the first-year receiver. Quez Watkins' first full time as a receiver. 
as good as Dallas Goddard is. This was his first time being the number one starter. And, you know, it was halfway into the season. That had to get He had to get used to being the number one target guy. Can't say that ain't. That's easy. He got a guy that's his, what, second year playing in the league. Then you got to get used to a whole other guy. Just not throwing like y'all want him to. Philadelphia had everything wrong with the team. Young, no chemistry, new coaching staff. New coach. Everything is supposed to go wrong. I give Washington that credit because Taylor Hinky was their quarterback, okay, or whatever. They still had running backs and receivers that had been there. Devontae Smith had not been there. Quez Watkins was not out there playing the year before. This was a whole new – Sanders was getting hurt. They was getting used to Gainwell and Boston Scott being running back. So a lot of things. This team was supposed to be games under 500. Everybody on that, they gave Tom Brady a run. They gave Oakland a run. All right, come on, man. Philly impressed, was very impressed. Nick Sariani's year, totally underrated what he was able to do with what he had. All right, now I'm out, y'all. Listen. Great draft. Um, now to overall assess everything. I just feel like the Eagles are going to be the NFC East champions. Miles Sanders is going to have a big year. Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. That's an offensive line. That's why I ultimately think everybody thinking any other reasons. No. I think that's a big reason because the offensive line and the running backs are still going to be good. And then the receivers are going to, you know, be better because of that. The pass rushing is also going to be different. On the defensive side of the ball, I think pass rushing is going to make everything great. Hassan Riddick, um, guys like Kyron Johnson and Patrick Johnson and Tyron Jackson, let's see if they get some time to pass rush. I really want to see if the Eagles are going to unleash these guys to pass rush. You know, on certain occasions, just to, you know, have fresh bodies that can pass rush. Because Hassan Riddick, we know he's going to pass rush. But is N'Kobe Dean going to get a chance? Is Patrick Johnson going to get a chance? That's the ultimate thing. So, you know, more Eagle news will come back. It was just good to assess this draft. I'm out. Follow the leader. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm out, y'all.